Hi, this is Dominic Kearns with the Rising as One podcast. Before we begin, I'd love to thank several sponsors. I'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network first. You can find all their stuff at bgn.fm. They're responsible for getting many great USL podcasts out, so please give them a look. Also go to firebirdsoccer.net. This is the new website for our former Firebird Rising coverage, so you can find all sorts of great coverage for Phoenix Rising FC and other soccer-related news in the state of Arizona, all at firebirdsoccer.net. And lastly, we would like to thank Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarves is a uh, sponsor for, you know, MLS teams, USL teams, all sorts of other stuff. So go to Roughneck Scarves and find a scarf today. And now let's get on to the show. Dominic here with the Rising as One Pod. I'm joined by Jeff, and we are here on a Tuesday to talk about the breaking news involving Phoenix Rising. Jeff, why don't you do the honors? Yep, I will uh, read the press release as sent out uh, this morning. Uh, Phoenix Rising FC today announced that effective immediately head coach Patrice Carteron is leaving the club for the same position at Al Alai SC of the Egyptian Premier League. Founded in 1907, Al Alai C has a record of 40 national titles, 36 national cups, and 10 national super cups, making it the most decorated club in Egypt. In international competitions, the club has won a record eight CAF Champions League titles, a CAF Confederation Cup title, and a record six CAF Super Cup titles, a record four African Cup Winners' Cup titles, and an Afro-Asian Club Championship title, an Arab Club Champions Champions Cup title, and a record two Arab Super Cup titles. Al-Ali also won the bronze medal in the 2006 FIFA World Club World Cup. I am incredibly proud of my staff and the players for their dedication and hard work to achieving such an unprecedented success as a new professional soccer team, said Carterone. The empowerment from Phoenix Rising FC Governor Burke Bakai and the entire ownership group and the support from the amazing fans has been truly fantastic. I will forever remain among Phoenix Rising FC's biggest fans. Carterone departs after one calendar year of leading Phoenix Rising FC. Carterone led the club to a USL playoff appearance in 2017 and is the all-time club leader in points earned with 71 while also being tied for all-time wins at 20. Carterone is also responsible for the club's longest unbeaten run of 11 matches. Having Patrice at the helm of Phoenix Rising FC during our most important formative year has laid the foundation for decades of success, said Phoenix Rising FC Governor Burke Bakai. He deserves the, this opportunity to lead one of the world's largest soccer teams, and they are extremely fortunate to have him as their new head coach. Rick Shantz has been appointed the interim head coach and will be at the helm when Phoenix Rising FC hosts Las Vegas Lights FC on Wednesday night. 
We have full confidence in Rick and our coaching staff to lead our team forward and accomplish the same goals we set for the club at the beginning of the year, which is to win the USL Cup, said Bakai. Rick has benefited from studying under Patrice for the past year and is the right leader to guide our club forward for the remainder of the season. End of the press release. Dominic, your first initial thoughts. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for Patrice Carterone, first and foremost. Um, I think a lot of times we want to come out with these initial reactions from our perspective. What is it going to be like as the fans? What is it going to what does it feel like for the club? But I think first and foremost, you have to put yourself in Patrice's shoes. And if you have a chance to, you know, move to a new country for a better job, I think you do that 10 out of 10 times, 100 out of 100 times. And, you know, maybe people haven't heard of Ali and they're not sure if it's really a better job. Ali has the most African Champions League titles in Africa. They are uh, two-time defending league winners. They won a treble in Egypt last year. They were runners-up in the African Champions League last year. Um, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. Like Number one team um, ranked in Africa uh, based on one website, and this website also has them as the 80th or 82nd most desirable club in the world, ahead of Levante in Spain. So... I think that gives you some idea. Also, many of Egypt's players at the World Cup played for Ali and even a couple other guys for other North African nations. I think Tunisia, uh, one of their players in the World Cup, is on Ali. So this is, first and foremost, um, a step up for him, and I think everyone should be thankful for what he did with us and grateful that you know he's getting an upgrade, so to speak, um, from coaching. I mean, the hope was that he could stay with us and potentially stay with us all the way to MLS, but it doesn't seem like MLS is going to happen in the next year or two, so it makes a lot of sense for him to move when he did. Um, I mean, that, Jeff, do you, do you concur with that? I mean, I have other thoughts, too, but I, I think that's the place to start it. Yeah, I concur with you a lot on that. I mean, you know, for what what what's available and what's out there, you know, this is one of the best jobs in the world, obviously, you know, to, to take that opportunity and to, you know, be offered it, you know, you know, it, it's a great it's a great thing for Patrice. You know, it's it's a it's a sad day for Phoenix Rising, sure it is, you know, because he, you know, because Patrice has done so much for this club in the past year. Um, you know, obviously, you know, getting them to the playoffs in 2017 was a was a big you know step for this club. Um, you know, recruiting the talent that that Patrice has recruited as well, you know, has been huge for this club. I mean, you know, think about it. Didier Drogba was able to get Patrice to come over here as, as a coach. You know, and that was a great thing. Um, you know, Patrice has been able to you know, recruit some great players in Solomon Asante and Gladson Awako, uh, you know, getting Kevon Lambert to come over here. Uh, you know, obvious, obviously that's going to be big, you know, in moving forward as far as, you know, the type of coach that we'll need, you know, to do those sorts of things. Because that, that obviously will be key. Um, you know... 
Patrice is, you know, Patrice has done a great job, and and he deserves this, no no doubt about it, you know. Unfortunately, it just happens to come at such a time, you know, where this club is doing so well, you know, your your third place in the Western Conference standings, and you know, only you know a point away from being in second. Um, so, how will this affect the club? We're not sure. You know, we're going to have to see how. You know, Friday, or I'm sorry, so how Wednesday and Saturday nights are going to play out. I mean, that's obviously going to be the key to start. Um, you know, we talked on the podcast, you know, Sunday of, of, you know, this is a group of games that we're heading into now that that are games against teams that are in the lower half of the table in the Western Conference. And if you're not taking advantage of these matches, um, you, you know, you could be in some trouble at that point. So, you know, Let's take the the wait and see attitude with Rick, and let you know we know Rick's done the job before, and he did a a fairly good job when he took over for, for Frank, you know, for Frank Yallop last year, um, before Patrice came in, and I'm sure Rick will handle things, you know, just as well as he did the last time. You know, I think, you know, Rick probably has a little bit more better handle on the club now, being that he was with the team last year. Being he's been with the team this year, so he knows their tendencies and knows their skills. You know, let's see how Rick handles this this next, you know, say six eight matches, and then kind of start evaluating from there. Definitely, definitely, um, it's exciting to see the team commit to Rick Shan for the rest of this season. I think that's the most important thing if you turn it around and look at it from the Phoenix Rising standpoint. We have a guy who's been in this position before. We have a guy who is capable. He proved that last season when he dealt with team injuries, team instability at some of the positions, and kept us in the playoff race until uh, Patrice Carter was able to come in. And now, if you compare where he's at with this club versus the squad we had last year, you know, the team is better at almost every position and is in a really good spot for him to get off the ground uh, running, really. Uh, two very winnable matches this week against Las Vegas and Tulsa at home, and a lot of quality players. What's going to happen this offseason? Probably a lot, um, especially with some of the African players that came over in part with the promise to play with Drogba and the opportunity to play with Patrice Carterone. But... We'll see what happens then. We should be excited about the rest of this season and about finishing Drago's career with one last cup because I still think that we have a great squad. And Rick Chance, everyone should have trust in his ability to get the guys motivated and have them continuing forward with a successful season. Yeah. And you look at Rick Chance, you know, five matches last year, you know, two and three records. So obviously, you know, he did. He held the fort down before Patrice Carterone came over. Um, you know, took him through a couple of matches in the Open Cups. So obviously, that you know that you know overall he went three and four when you include the Open Cup matches. You know, from last year. So, you know, I don't think you have too much to worry about there. Like you said, you know, we've got the talent on this club to to really move forward. You know. Obviously, the, you know the the key is the key is is to get make sure that the players are on his side right off the bat. And, you know, I think you'll be able to see that Wednesday night. You know, when they go out and take the field against Las Vegas Lights, um, you know, 
I think I think he'll have the backing of the players. I don't think there'll be any issues there. Um, you know, I think they'll play for Rick the same way they played for Patrice, and and you know, I think this club is talented enough to go to the Western Conference Finals and and even further. You know, so you know, but but I think you know what we need to see from Rick is just to see him set the tone early as far as what he wants to do, what he wants his style to be. Um, you know, does he, you know, does he kind of meld into his own, you know, formation style or will he continue to, uh, develop off of what Patrice had done, you know, kind of integrating both the three and four back systems. It'll be interesting to see that right off the bat and see how he plays that system going forward. Definitely. I think, you know, if, if, what we saw from Rick Schentz last year was any indication. Uh, the first couple of matches, I would expect pretty traditional formations. Fourth the back, um, you know, probably two up top, maybe just one up top. Um, but I would, I would, I would expect him to keep things pretty close to the vest at least the first couple of matches, um, as he gets a sense of what tactics work best and which ones don't. You probably don't want to take any massive risks when you have winnable matches just to get off the bat. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see because if you look at the bigger picture implications of this uh, decision by Carterone, there are going to be a lot of questions that we have to answer this offseason. I could see significant uh, roster turnaround, and you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, Maybe we elevate chance to that full-time permanent gig, or maybe we look outside the box for that person to take us to MLS because um, there there are a lot of questions now, um, and we don't have those answers yet. Yeah, and I think you know it's obviously you know, part of it will probably depend on how Rick handles these last twenty matches of the season. You know. Um, you know, if he can lead them to, you know, like, you know, like we expect, you know, a, a top finish in the Western Conference and get him to the Western Conference Finals and possibly get him to the USL Cup. You know, I, I think if he gets him that far, I think he earns, I think he earns the full-time head coaching position. And, it, you know, then I think it's a matter of, it's on uh, people like Didier Drogba uh, and others to, be the recruiters for this club going forward, you know, to, you know, to, you know, you know, for Didier to say, yeah, I played here for a year and a half and, you know, here's my experience and here's what you can experience when you come here. You know, maybe he becomes that person going forward. Who knows? But, you know, I, you know, if, if Chance does well the rest of the season, I don't see why you can't take the interim tag off of him and make him the permanent full-time coach. Now, is it a sexy name, you know, like like Patrice was and like Drogba? Well, of course not. But that's not what we're looking for here. What we're looking for here is to be able to build, you know, upon the talent that you have on this club and, you know, meld it into, you know, what we can do here in Phoenix. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, look going forward. Right. Um do we do we want to uh, dive into some of the bigger picture questions well, I, with with this? 
Well, I think you have to. I mean, obviously the first and I think the biggest question, if, if you look at this roster that's currently formed right now, is, you know, Patrice Carterone was a guy who brought a lot of these, uh, you know, Ghanaian players and, and, you know, African-type players over to this club. So now the question becomes, okay, does next year, do you bring back a Duigi Mala? Do you bring back a Gladson Awako? Do you bring back a Solomon Asante? Or do those guys... Are those guys going to end up trying to follow Patrice, you know, into the Egyptian league? That's one of the first questions right there, right off the bat. I mean, you know, I, that that is a concern. I mean, losing Asante would be huge right now, especially with you know with this club the way it's currently constructed. But I could understand it as well. Right. Um. So, I mean, honestly, I do expect a lot of that turnover. I'll, I'll answer that question up front. Um, and so this means the biggest challenge for Rick Shantz is how can he keep everyone focused? How can he keep everyone motivated on the common goal at hand? Because last year, when he was the interim coach, everyone knew that there was going to be a new person coming in soon. Everyone probably felt like, Someone else is coming in soon. We still have a season to play for. We still have a lot to look forward to. And now, I mean, he's the guy. He is the guy for the rest of the season. And so, you know, in a perfect world, everyone says, look, we're still third place. We still have all this to play for. And I do think that they're going to have that mentality, um, especially with you're, you're starting to, will some of the guys not keep their full focus? Um, soccer is a game where if you're not 100% in mentally, it shows so quick. The margins of error are so fine, especially in a league with as much parity as the USL. If that focus slips even a little bit and, you know, the tactics just aren't there a little bit, that's all it takes to lose in the first round of the playoffs, um, which is a result that most fans would consider a failure. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And, you know, that is that is obviously big. You know, first and foremost, the biggest and important goal is to make sure Rick Shantz has everybody on board and make sure that everybody is focused on the goal at hand. I totally agree with you there. I think they can do it. I, you know, I think you know with Rick being under Patrice and doing a lot of the things that they had, you know, they've been working on in, in training and stuff like that. You know, I don't think there's too much of a worry of transfer of power from one person to the other. Um, you know, their styles are probably a little bit different, you know, in Patrice, you know, being one way you know, about handling things and maybe Chance being another way about handling things. You know, I think, you know, that will play, you know, will have to play out as, as, you know, the days and the weeks go forward, you know. And I think when you see how these players handle that on the pitch, you know, after a situation like that. I think that's the, that will be the telling sign, you know, as to whether Rick is getting through to these guys or whether, you know, this is something that, that you know, Patrice would have done better. You know, I, I think you'll see, I, I think you'll see after, I'd say, a, this set of, of five or six matches that we're coming into with, you know, like I said, playing against teams, mostly of lower, you know, lower in the table talent, I think you'll be able to see right then and there, you know, 
if there is a slip up at some point, how does Rick handle the situation? And if, and if they, you know, if the players handle it in a positive response, coming back out of such a situation, then I think you'll see that Rick has has a handle on the team and has a handle on the situation. But if they don't come out of it like that, then I think then you have cause for concern. Right. Um, I'm with you. I think that the team has a lot of good personalities in the locker room, a lot of strong heads, and, and Rick Chance knows all the guys very well. So I think we're going to be pretty strong. Um, we're going to be pretty strong through the regular season. Maybe not top two, but I'm pretty sure about top four. Um, the bigger issue is just, you know, come playoffs, will will the guys be able to execute? And we don't. We just don't know. We just don't know. Um, I hope so. Everyone hopes so. But I, I can say this: I would have had more confidence uh, with Carterone going into the playoffs, given that he would have over a year and a half experience with the team, and he knows his guys so well. Asante, Awako, Drogba. Um, now it's just going to be more of a mystery, and sometimes. These things work out, but um, we will see. Well, you know, you've you've got eight guys on this roster currently from last year's club, and you know, so they've obviously been through a sim. You know, they've been through this situation once before. So I think those guys become the leaders in the locker room to say, "Hey, we've been through this once, and we weathered the storm. We can do this again without any problem." I, I, I think that there's enough on this club that. You know, Patrice leaving and Rick coming in, you know, won't be much of a problem. And remember, Rick has a lot of playoff experience too, being down in the in the PBL playoffs down in FC Tucson. So I wouldn't discount, you know, his his being able to lead this club through the playoffs just as easily. I think, you know, he's had he's had the taste of that. He knows and he's been through it. He's been through the through the levels of PBL that that you know were tough levels of the playoffs. So I think he can do it just as well. For sure, for sure. Um, what the? I mean, you want to go into like some of the um, smaller implications of this move, like what kind of players could be affected, which kind of players do you expect to have more playing time, less playing time, things like that. Maybe Rick has seen some things in practice that Patrice hasn't, you know, and I think, you know. That may play out over the weeks. Obviously, the schedule is going to play a lot too. You know, you've got a few. You know, you, you've got the two games this week. You've got, you know, a couple of. There's a couple of, of weeks down the road where there there are some double week. You know, double week games. So, you know, I, I wouldn't read too much into lineup stuff right away. I mean, I I think the what may be interesting is what you see Wednesday and what you see Saturday. That could be the interesting part, and I think, you know. We'll we'll get a good handle on what Rick's thoughts are. I think when we see the Saturday lineup and see, you know, how many players from the Wednesday match do hold over and and how important he feels it is. Um, obviously, you know, you look at the roster as it's currently constructed right now. Obviously, I, you know, we said it earlier in this podcast. There's probably going to be a lot of turnover from from the end of this year to next year. It'll be interesting to see. You know who stays, who goes, and you know, and and stuff like that. And, you know, it's hard to speculate on that early. You know, but I think 
you know, could we see more of players like Evan Waldrop? Could we see more of, say, uh, you know, Colin Fernandez, who saw a lot of the pitch early and hasn't seen the pitch as of late? Um, you, you know, will we see Devin Vega a little bit more? You know, I, I think those will be some some key guys to watch as you you know, get into this next set of set of matches. If you see them a little bit more, I think that may show that Rick had some confidence in them that Patrice may not have. You know, so we'll have to see. You know, obviously interjecting Billy Ford's back in the line is going to be huge because obviously he's coming back off of injury. Um, you know, was on the bench for for the match on Saturday, but didn't see the field. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Luke Ricci gets used, you know, in the next little bit. Um, so I, I think there are some players that obviously will be interesting to see, you know, how, you know, Rick might use them going forward. Definitely. Um, and I think going off of that, I think Waldrop is one guy in particular that will see the pitch more under Rick's chance. Um, if you remember from the Evan Waldrop interview we did several months ago, Evan was actually approached by Rick Chance. Um, Rick Chance had experience with him down in Tucson and wanted wanted Waldrop to come to Phoenix Rising and actually was pretty mm-hmm. persistent with Waldrop about uh, getting him to come to Phoenix Rising. And, you know, on the second time, Waldrop finally said, all right, I'll do it. So I think Chance is a big believer in Evan, so I would expect him to get a lot more substitute appearances and maybe the occasional midweek start. So that that's one thing I'm excited about. Um, I think you could see more of, you're right to point out Colin Fernandez because he was getting a lot of run, and it seems like Iwako was starting to gain more favor the last month or so under Carterone. And so now I, I could definitely see Fernandez uh, coming into the lineup more now that Awako, you know, he was always one of Patrice's guys. Um, so I, I expect him to still play a role, but maybe um, you see more Fernandez in place of Awako. Um, I, I mean, good observations. It's, it's just, it's uh, all I can say is that we have confidence that he can get the job done, but we're not really sure how he's going to get the job done. It's a much different situation than. Yeah, that's definitely true, and obviously there's a lot more talent on this club now, you know, than there was a year ago, so obviously, you know, Rick has a little bit more to play with in the deck, so, you know, it'll, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how he uses some of these players that, that may at one point have been in Carter favor, but may not necessarily be in Chance's favor. True. Um, I think one... Oh, actually, I'm not sure about it yet. One one thing we should talk about, though, is just how impressive Patrice Carterone's record was uh, when he was in charge of the team. Um, you know, almost 12 months exactly, 12 calendar months exactly, and, you know, you see in the press release, tied for all-time wins, uh, he's the all-time club leader in points earned with 71 points. So... In about a calendar year, he had 20 wins, 11 draws, and I don't have the exact number, but something like only 
only like five losses or something, give or take a couple, I'm sure. He was, he was in in league play. He was twenty six and eleven. So I mean, that you know wow. that that right there is just unbelievable numbers. You know, I mean, yeah. all competitions, all competitions. He's twenty seven and eleven because you had the the Open Cup loss from this year. You know, still that's. Just an unbelievable. Well, that, that's record. really a draw if you think about it. It went to PKs. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So twenty. I mean, think about that. That's um, just the league play. Twenty six, six and eleven. So that's, that's seventy one points from thirty seven matches. That's that's insane. That's an odd number, exactly. I mean, when you look at you know when you look at what everybody else has done, you know. You know, Delarusso won twenty games. Um, you know, and he had thirty. You know, he had thirty losses. You know, in league play in the in the in the two years that he played. Um, so you had that. You know, Yallop only went twelve and seventeen in the in the time he was here. Um, I mean, if you if you take away a few matches, because the regular season this year, I think is is. 32 or 34 matches? 30, well, 30, 37 in the in the league that Carteron played. Right, but is it in this year 32 or 34 matches? Uh, 34. 32, 30, right? yeah, he, yeah, 32 last year, 34 this year. Okay, so he would basically be on almost a title-winning pace. Like, if, if the whole league was a 30-team table... He would be right there with Real Monarchs for the best record in the league over this stretch. Maybe Louisville City is in that conversation too, but in the league between last June tenth and this June eleventh. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So you, you have to appreciate what he's done in these twelve months, regardless of whether we get that MLS announcement soon, regardless of whether we stay with Rich Chance whether we uh, hire someone from the outside, whether we maybe try it with Didier Drogba. Maybe he's interested in coaching. Who even knows? But no matter what, Patrice Carterone planted the seeds for us to take that next step of the club. From a club who is just part of the numbers, maybe we'll make the playoffs to a club that has a real title ambition. And so for that, no matter what happens next, we should always be thankful. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. We're uh, you know totally grateful for whatever you know for what he's done. You know, obviously, you know, go back to the press release and you know what uh, you know what Bert K. Bakai had to say about him was you know was you know was nothing but great. You know, I mean, here I'll pull I'll pull the the comment back up. You know, uh, having Patrice at the helm of it, Phoenix FC during our most in our most important formative years laid the foundation for decades of success. He, he I agree with that completely, you know, you know, and, and he was extremely fortunate to have him as our head coach. Great. Yeah, obviously, you know, so, you know, important comments by Burke and, and very true statements from Burke. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate to have him, you know, but now it's time to move on. Now it's time to, to look ahead. Um, 
you know, and and Rick's the guy, and you know, we we need to focus on finishing out this season right, and I think he can do it. Um, let me ask you this question, Dominic. Um, Aaron Blau, our managing editor at Firebird Soccer, posted a, a, a kind of an opinion piece about you know where Arizona soccer is now that Patrice is leaving. Here's a paragraph that I you know I want you to to kind of expand on, see what you know, see your thoughts about this. Um, as he talks about Carteron, he says the Frenchman arrived in, likely arrived in Arizona with the goal of being the head coach of a potential MLS franchise. With this round's expansion franchises announced, a second round that will not see entry until most likely 2022, and the international break going on right now, which most world leagues carry a different calendar than the U.S., the timing was appropriate for Carteron's departure to head to Egypt. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that's pretty spot on. Um, This is the time for something to happen like that because... As you mentioned, most most clubs around the world play in August to May. Uh, so this is international break. This is around the time that uh, teams play international friendlies, and you want to have that head coach in place <coughs> under that schedule by the end of June, because then training starts again in July for uh, preseason friendlies. Things get going in August, so you want to have that new guy. Give him a few weeks to watch the film and be ready to interact with the players that he's going to start training with in July. Um, from that sense, the timing makes sense. And also just it being such a good opportunity for him, uh, the chance to coach a top 100 club, the chance to go back to Africa, a place where he's had a lot of coaching experience. Uh, he's going to coach a bunch of players in the World Cup this year, as I mentioned before. Many of the players on Egypt's national team roster uh, are currently under contract for Ali, and they might even make it in the knockout stages. So, you know, to get a chance to coach guys that will be among the top 16 teams in the world, uh, it's really tough to say no to that kind of opportunity. Um, and, and, and I will also say the MLS news might have had something to do with that. Um, had we been in an SC Cincinnati situation where MLS play starts next year, maybe there's a lot more uh, pressure on him to stay and a much bigger opportunity because he feels like he can implement his vision at the MLS Cup or at the MLS level right away. Uh, You know, a few years is an eternity when it comes to soccer coaching. And for him to have to wait that long to make MLS and potentially longer, um, I can certainly understand uh, why it had to happen at this time. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, I think it's probably too early to even speculate names to throw out there. I mean, obviously we did it you know, a year ago when we went through this process and thinking, okay, we could get this guy or we could get this guy. You know, I would I would say that at this point, it's probably too early to talk names. Um, and even at that, you know, I don't think we'd really know what name to throw out there right now. I mean, you know, you you look at people on Facebook and, and they're already throwing names like, you know, Diego Simeone and, 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 and 
Arson Wenger and all that stuff. It's like really guys. Vander Plaats, a good listener of the show, bringing up the uh, Jurgen Klinsmann photo with Rich Chance from last year, just yeah. to stir the pot. Yeah, in just, his own word. Yeah, just to stir the pot. I mean, I think it's way too early to even start speculating names at this point. It's just, you know, let Rick let Rick have his run and let's see what Rick can do. And like we said, you know, like Aaron said in his piece, you know. This division of soccer is the, let me get it, you know, had he stayed, he still would have been coaching in a league that is ranked 23rd in the world. So, I mean, do you really think that somebody, you know, wants to come when we're the 23rd ranked team in the world? Obviously, I think what you see in USL Division Two for the most part is you see up-and-coming coaches who might be, you know, a step or two away from making that big jump. And I think that's, you know, that's what Rick perfectly fits for this role. You know, what do you think? Yeah, I think the only name that we should be talking about right now is Rick Chance. Because for at least the next four months, he is our coach. Most likely for at least the next five months. The question I have here, and I know this is going to sound, you know, terribly uh, talk show-like and just trying to stir things up, but that's also why we're here, is to get discussion from. What do you think Rick Chance has to do this season to feel good about becoming the permanent coach? Like, how, how, how strong does Phoenix Rising have to this Do you think the results will even have a huge effect on it? Well, they might. I think it depends on, like you said, I think it depends on how far this he takes his team. I mean, you know, he takes him to the first round of the playoffs and loses. Well, you know, we're kind of in the same boat where we were a year ago. Does he take him farther, you know, and that gives him the shot? Maybe it is. And for all we know, maybe Burke Bagai already has somebody in, in mind in the back pocket that he's just waiting until the end of the season to do. I mean... We don't know the answers to those questions and probably won't find out the answers to most of them. It does seem a little bit, though, and I know you follow ASU football a little bit. Doesn't it seem a little bit like the Todd Graham situation? Where where Rick may be sort of the, uh, uh, you know, he's he's got the owner's blessing, but he doesn't quite have the, the, the entire backing of, of everybody. Yeah, it could be that. could be that. I could just see a situation where he does pretty well for us. Maybe we lose second round of the playoffs after finishing top four, winning a home playoff game, and a lot of the fans saying, you know what, he did a pretty good job, deserves another chance. But then uh, the person at the top might have another vision in mind. And maybe that vision is better, but we just don't know. Um, it just it feels like that could happen if we don't make it to, you know, a USL Cup final. Then there could be there could be some controversy about should he stay or should he go this off season. And I don't know. I, I want the best for Rick because he's been a servant of Arizona soccer for so long. Um, I think. No matter what happens this season, he deserves a USL coaching job next season, just somewhere, whether it be here or elsewhere. Um, but it, it does 
opened the door for a pretty wild, controversial offseason. Yeah, it does. I totally agree with you. And, you know, you, you obviously want nothing but the best for Rick just because of what he's done in the past. And, you know, Rick's a great guy to work with. I mean, he's, you know, he's spot on honest with you. He, he doesn't pull punches, um, you know, tells it like it is. Uh, you know, and, and all the dealings I've had with Rick in the past have all been positive, have all been great. And, you know, I look forward to, to expanding on that, you know, through the rest of this year. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's really someone we should try to get a longer interview with in the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. We will do our best to get an interview with Rick Chance, who, uh, for the first time in his career, he's going to have a chance to, you know, coach the USL club for this long at this level. Are there are there any other ways you want to look at this before we kind of wrap things up? I know it's a midweek thing and people have lives, and we both got to get going kind of soon. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think we've we've kind of said as much as we can say, and just you know. We, re- we we wish Rick the best of luck, you know, moving forward. And obviously, he has a big challenge in front of him to to keep the club at a, at a level where it's at right now, which is obviously it's a very high level, and it's obviously a very positive level. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think the next couple of weeks are going to be a real interesting tell. You know, if he can keep the club moving in the positive right direction like they have been all season long then I think, for the most part, we may not have any worries going forward. You know, I think, obviously, the the big match for him looking forward, you know, obviously you've got all these matches coming up pretty soon, but I think that match at the end, uh, again, end of this match, string of six matches against Real Monarchs uh, could really be a telling, you know, where Rick is and, and where, you know, this team can be going forward. Definitely, and uh, of course, Real Monarchs is a team with a interesting head coaching situation of their own, as we covered a couple of weeks ago. They also have an interim manager in there while Mark Briggs is uh, going through his own stuff. So, could be a pretty interesting one in July, but in the meantime, uh, thank you all for listening. Definitely, definitely go to the match against Las Vegas. This will be chances coaching debut for the 2018 season, Dollar Beer Night. Uh, should be a great time. Two home matches this weekend, so if you want to evaluate Rick one way or the other, this is the perfect opportunity. Um, and like like you said, we wish Rick nothing but the best moving forward, and we wish Patrice nothing but the best uh, with all Ollie over in Egypt. Um, it's an incredible opportunity he's getting and I think if he gets a couple successful years there, he could parlay it into another national team job. Um, he did coach the Mali national team and turn them into a top 25 club. So perhaps he could do that again. But in any case, um, incredible stuff the last 12 months with Patrice, um, the winningest coach in franchise history and might have the all-time uh, winningest Coach Chris, like the, the all-time winning percentage record for a while. Um, so we got to appreciate him for all he's done. Um, and we'll, we'll cover this as it continues to develop. 
That we will. You know, stay with us here at the Rising is One podcast and follow us also on Firebird Soccer at www.firebirdsoccer.net uh, for all the coverage that we'll have there in the in the days and the weeks to come. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, everybody. like to thank our sponsor Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarves is the official scarf supplier for MLS, USL, and US soccer. So be sure to go to roughneckscarves.com and get some of their products. We hope you enjoyed the show.